The Down in a Heap podcast from Rob C. is one of the only podcasts that I can stand to listen to. I'm Froth from the Thought Eater podcast, and I approve this message. In Wigos Classicals, donde la vida es barata. No seas tonto, traer tu caña es siete y cuerdo, y tratar de no ser en un montón. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Down in a Heap podcast. I'm your host Rob, podcasting to you live from beautiful Northeast Minneapolis. There at the top of the show, you heard Froth from the Thought Eater podcast, Thought Eater blog, followed by Joe Richter, the bilingual Joe Richter doing his Spanish version of my theme song. So thanks guys, I appreciate it. And today, it's day nine, October 9th. We're back to Supplement Sunday. We've come full circle. And today, do you know your ABCs? A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, All right, luckily there was a teleporter at the bottom of that bottomless pit. And peas, surprisingly, well, maybe not surprisingly, but P is not for pits in the Dungeon Alphabet, which is the supplement I'm going to take a look at today. It was written by Michael Curtis, who I'm sure many of you know from his Mega Dungeon Stone Hell, but he's also been um, a designer, writer at Goodman Games on DC's, various DCC <laughs> products. <laughs> Uh, what I have is the third printing, which I believe came out in 2012. And the Dungeon Alphabet is just what it says. It's a source book, a reference book, categorized by, or alphabetized with various headings, subject headings for each letter. And I believe, yeah, according to reading the introduction here, uh, Michael Curtis says it, uh, came about from his blog, The Society of Torch, Pole, and Rope, uh, that he started in, or at least these articles started in 2008. And Joseph Goodman ran across them and really liked what he was seeing and commissioned him to do this, this project, The Dungeon Alphabet. So it was published in January of 2010 and went on to uh, win the Three Castle Award at the North Texas RPG Con in 2011. And in 2012, they did a third printing, and this time expanded upon uh, the original items and added, let's see, I think it's added eight new topics to the existing 26 for 34 tables of inspirational material. So, what is this? Well, it it's a... Uh, it is basically uh, game juice. It's how to f kind of uh, spice up your your stayed dungeon to kind of bring it back more towards a mythic underworld kind of idea because uh, this definitely leans more towards the original concepts of the dungeon not really following the natural laws of uh, the world above. And so it is a 
for the most part, like a system neutral. Uh, it was purposely written that way, so it would appeal to a wide audience because at this time, there were a lot of the initial OSR retro clones coming out. And I think there probably was still some... Uh, some of the edition wars were blazing there with uh, adherence of 3rd edition, 4th edition. I think it's been out by, by then. Well, maybe not. Probably Pathfinder. Um, as well as just older versions of the game. So I think it was a wise choice to do this as kind of a more or less system neutral, but with a definite nod towards you're running a D&D style game. You're running a dungeon exploration game. Uh, with concepts like character classes and levels and all that stuff, and find tr uh, trying to find loot. So the various topics, let me find the title. Well, let's see. Yeah, let me find the title page. Writer Michael Curtis, forward by David Zeb Cook. Editors Elizabeth Bauman and Aaron Blackdurge. Rudel, cover artist Errol Otis, yes. In the color edition, that's what I have. Stefan Poag in a gold foil, foil edition. Layout, Peter Bradley and Joseph Goodman. Interior, arti interior artists. This is a virtual who's who of classic and OSR artists. Jeff Easley, Jim Holloway, Dov Doug Kovacs, William McCausland, Brad McDevitt, Jesse Moan, Peter Mullen, Russ Nicholson, Errol Otis, Stephen Poag, Jim Rosloff, Chad Serge Sketter, uh, Chuck Whalen, Mike Wilson, publisher Joseph Goodman. So this is available from Goodman Games. Um, you might find it on uh, the shelf of your local game store, although this came out quite a while. And in sub subsequent years, they released other alphabet-type books. There, there was a Monster Alphabet and a Cthulhu alf Alphabet. I have the Cthulhu alf Alphabet, but did not buy the Monster one. I, I think I just kind of missed the boat on it. Um, but there is... So they have A is for altars. A is also for adventurers. B is for books. B is also for battles. C is for caves. D is for doors. D is also for dragons. E is for echoes. F is for fungi. G is for gold. H is for hallways. I is for inscriptions. J is for jewels. K is for kobolds. Oh, wait. <laughs> There's a misspelling here, I think. Kobolds? C-O-L-B-O-L-D-S? Yeah. L is for levers. M is for magic. M is also for maps. N is for no stone left unturned. O is for oozes. P is for pools. P is also for potions. Q is for questions. R is for room. R is also for relics. S is for statues. S is also for stairs. T is for traps. T is also for treasure chests. U is for undead. V is for vermin. W is for weird. Z is for xenophobia. Y is for yellow. And Z is for zowie. So each of these categories has a little paragraph on just the topic at hand. These are all kind of topics that are common tropes in dungeon adventuring. And then there's a random table for various takes on the uh, the topic at hand. So you can create all these different ideas. You can use it on the fly for when the 
players go in a direction maybe you didn't anticipate, or when you're creating the dungeon itself, you can use it for just generating some new, fresh ideas, or you could just randomly determine things and create, you know, a, a truly kind of like mythic underworld weirdo dungeon, if you'd like. So just to give you a taste, I'm going to just choose a page, at, a couple pages at random, and roll on the tables and see what we get here. So let's see, flipping the page, open up to eyes for inscriptions. Those who have come before you have left writings to mark their passage, cryptic clues, warnings written in blood, ancient riddles, strange sigils, and curious runes are found inscribed on surfaces deep beneath the earth. Some provide hints as to where treasures may be found, while others seek to keep the party from venturing further into the dungeon. Some inscriptions are easily deciphered, having been written in the language of the surface races. Others are more arcane, requiring useful spells, cipher wheels, or the knowledge of dead languages to decode. Inscriptions can be deadly to read or speak aloud. One never knows if some strange writing is actually a symbol or glyph of warding or explosive runes. Or perhaps those writings are words of power that have spoken. Let slip the chains imprisoning an ancient and eldritch evil, turning it loose once again on the world. As with most things in the dungeon, even the writings on the wall sometimes conceal hidden dangers. In this, there's a D8 table. So let me grab D8. And we get two. A formula for a new spell written by a deranged wizard. If deciphered correctly, a new spell may be learned by the spellcaster. Due to the wizard's insanity, there's a 66% chance that the spell will actually be dangerous to the caster the first time it is attempted. The exact effects are left to the referee, but damage taken, uh, undesired shape change, turning to stone, and the like are suggested outcomes. So there you go. Let's um, let me flip it to one other random page, and then we'll close out the show. Let's see. M is for magic. Like gold and jewels, magic draws the adventurers to plumb the unknown depth of the dungeon, risking life and limb to lay their hands on everything from the legendary sword of a past ruler to a cool blue bottle that holds a potion of healing. Magical items are a potent lure for greedy adventurers, and like an addiction, Magical items only encourage the cycle of dungeon delving. How true is that? <laughs> With access to more potent magical devices, the adventurers push deeper into the shadowy halls in search of even more powerful magical rewards. But not all magic in the dungeon comes in easily transportable items. Or forms, I'm sorry. Weird spells and arcane effects linger in the dark, subjecting adventuring parties to perils unseen at the hands of living wizards. The days of yore contain many secrets, some of which linger longer after the creators have passed on. An altar or statue may impose strange effects upon those unwary to touch them, swapping identities or alignments, laying down curses, or causing the very magic the party normally relies upon to act randomly and dangerously. Golems, enchanted statues, animated furniture, and fearsome things created in arcane laboratories wander the dusty corridors that wind under the feet of more sensible folk, awaiting the coming of visitors from above. Shimmering portals hang in the air, providing egress to places unknown, providing a handy escape route 
for an endangered band of adventurers willing to take the plunge. This has a big illustration covering a page and a half by Rosloff. This book is heavily illustrated, and the illustrations are great. It also, when it mentions another uh, alphabetical heading, like a, a subject, it's bolded. So when it says altar or statue, that's bolded in the text, so you know, oh, there's a... There's headings for altar and statue in the book as well. So I don't know if the... I don't have the PDF, I don't think. I don't know if it's like hyperlinked or anything like that. But So um, Odd Magical Devices Found in the Dungeon. This is a 3D20 table. They uh, Michael Curtis has kind of changed things up. So it uses some of the funky dice from DCC. It uses multiple dice sometimes. So here we got 3D20... I get a 9, a 6, a 15, and a 12. 27 is my result. A pair of braziers that walk on their short iron legs, accompanying he who commands them. <laughs> so that's that's kind of cool. It's it's a different kind of, like, giving someone a, a pebble that has continual light spell cast on it. I mean, yeah, that's that would be a very handy and convenient thing. But... A pair of braziers that walk on their short iron legs, accompanying he who commands them. That's that's more weird, and it's not as convenient, right? Having a walking brazier, you can't just slip it in your pocket, you can't throw it around. I mean, you could maybe, I don't know, you could maybe command them to go different areas and get two, but yeah, that, that's pretty cool to me. And the, this whole book, I think, is really cool. Um... I haven't looked to see like the the current price if it's still in print at Goodman Games uh, or if it's on drive through. I suspect it's still at both places. Um, my copy was nineteen ninety nine. If it's still that price, it's well worth the price. This is a hardcover back uh, book with a really good binding because I've I've consulted this thing so many times or paged through it so many times. Um, and it's not showing any signs of wear or tear. It's got end papers. One, the opening end papers are illustrations by, it's got to be Russ Nicholson. And the end papers are uh, Peter Mullen. So really cool stuff. And yeah, the illustrations are like uh, like most of Goodman Games stuff, especially the, uh, the core book, DCC, just packed with cool illustrations. So... This is a must-buy to me. I, I definitely have it in my, my top supplements of all time. And uh, kudos to everyone involved with it. All right, so that's it for Supplement Sunday today. Um, I've been slowly, well, not slowly, I've been trying to catch up on all the other podcasts that are taking part in OSR October. I'm pretty close to catching up. Uh, I still need to listen to the Greg Gillespie interview over at Red Caps. I'm going to listen to that on my commute uh, to work and back today. And uh, I've got Taylor at Clerics Wire Ringmail dropped a new podcast today, and I need to listen to the last uh, Pink Phantom podcast as well. But I'm caught up on Jason's Nerds RPG Variety Cast. I think I'm caught up. Oh, wait, Daniel dropped another one too over at Bandit's Keep, so I need to listen to that too. So this is great. We're getting all kinds of uh, great contributions. I'm encouraged that my listening haven't, <laughs> listens haven't completely like sputtered out. 
Uh, so it doesn't seem like people are getting completely overwhelmed yet. I still get like, um, like 50 listens right away. And, uh, yeah, so, and it's climbing the, the older ones, obviously. Um, well, not maybe not obviously, but the older ones, even the introduction to the OSR October, that's, I think, got the most listens so far. So hopefully people catch up and listen to all of them. But if you don't, I understand cherry picking for topics you're interested in is perfectly reasonable listening habits because there is just so much stuff out there to watch and listen to and read uh, for gaming. It's truly a golden age of information, ideas, and uh, useful materials to uh, both uh, provide inspiration and to steal for your game. And uh, yeah, <laughs> it's great. It's great. So thanks for listening. And until I talk to you again, don't go down in a heap.